Welcome to Fun and Fundraising, everybody. The podcast where we talk with people behind top nonprofit galas and signature fundraising events to showcase how they positively transform their communities. I am your host, Rob Giardinelli, and today I'm really delighted to have two very special guests on. We have Scotty Sayers and Ben Crenshaw, and they are the masterminds behind the Muni Conservancy. And the Muni Conservancy, we haven't really done a preservation podcast, so I'm really excited to do this one. They are basically spearheading and leading the effort in Austin to save the Lions Municipal Golf Course and make sure that it maintains as a green space in the center of the city. And they do a signature fundraising event um, each each um, early in the year each year called Imagine Muni. And we're going to talk with them about that today, along with you know wh- why this cause is important to them. So with that, Scotty, Ben, welcome. And we're so excited to have you both on as guests today. Thank you, Rob. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. So, um, Scotty, why don't you start and, you know, tell us a little bit about the mission of the Muni Conservancy. Well, the Muni Conservancy was actually formed as a nonprofit in 2019 uh, as an extension of the old Save Muni Committee, which Mary Arnold formed back in 1973. So it's been a 50 year plus uh, endeavor to save Lyons Municipal Golf Course uh, it's the Lions property is owned by the by the uh, University of Texas and the city of Austin. It leases it and has leased this property for decades and decades. And in fact, uh, this year, 2024, is the 100th anniversary of Lions Municipal Golf Course. It's older than Zilker Park. Uh, it's parkland and green space that needs to be preserved for future generations. And our mission is to work with the University of Texas and the city of Austin to save, preserve, and restore lines and make it even better for the public to use, even for non-golfers. So that's really our mission for the Muni Conservancy. Well, I love that you all are saving something that is, you know, for 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 us to be able to say or for you to be able to say something is older than Zilker Park. You know, th- there's not really many things in Austin that are much older than that. I mean, maybe you've got the house O'Henry was born in, but that's really about it. So it, it's really it really is a very important you know space and really part of the character of Austin. And, you know, for this next question with the, Muni, you know, with the Muni Conservancy and really this latest push that you've all done, you know, Ben, I'd love to ask, you know, love to ask you, you know, what motivated you to start to be involved with the with with this project because I know that you're involved with so many things. What made you say yes to this? And you know, why is this, you know, what is the importance of this to you? Well, Rob, it's, it's a great part of my life. Um obviously I'm a biased golfer and it's been my life. Uh and it has enabled me to meet people all over the world who share the same passion. But Muni was the ideal place to grow up. It was, you know, Scotty and I attended school right here in West Austin, and we fell in with some uh, likable kids who loved the game just as well. And we simply, since the course was open and it has been open to everyone, it was a breeding ground for our thirst for knowledge and a thirst to compete. As I say, I'm, I'm very biased about the game. And I, from a long time ago, I cannot possibly 
imagine Muni not being here. I, I think of people in our lives since, uh, <laughs> since 1923 that have benefited by having Muni there and not only a place to recreate, but it's, I think it's, it's societal aspects which endure. Uh, that's what golf does. It stays with you. It is a way to meet people and be sociable. You meet all kinds of people and you learn from them each and every day. And, you know, at the mention of Zilker Park, that is obviously one of our crown jewels uh, in our time. I, I can't imagine. I don't think people coming from everywhere, when they see Zilker Park, they say, well, what would Austin be without that place? Well, I obviously I'm biased, but I think Muni occupies a piece of land which I regard it as open space. It just happens to have a golf course on it. It's a gorgeous piece of acreage in in the west part uh, of our town, close to the lake, Lake Austin. And I liken the situation, and I do. I can't escape the fact that I look at other cities in Texas that have parks and they have public golf courses with them, like Herman Park in Houston, uh, Memorial Park in Houston, Tennyson Park in Dallas, Brackenridge Park in San Antonio, which I think is one of the great assets of South Texas. They feel the same way, uh, and it, it has been a boon to their communities in so many ways. It endures. It's open space for the public to enjoy. And uh, I think it's vital to save these places. Absolutely. And it's, you know, part of what makes Austin so magical and so special are, you know, the the precious green spaces that we have. And that is one of the largest and it is one of the most beautiful. And I love that you brought up, you know, that, yes, it's a golf course, but it's also so much more than that. And I know that you all have, you know, some plans of you know, plans for expansion and using it in, mu in a multitude of ways. And um, I'll direct this next question to Scotty, but Scotty, you know, I would love for you to share a little bit about, you know, um, what are some of the other things that you are looking to do in addition to the golf course in terms of public gathering and the other types of spaces that, you know, Muni is looking to create? You know, Rob, it's, it's interesting. Ben and I have traveled around the world when he played, uh, played on the tour and we saw spaces in Scotland and in England and in Australia where the golf course was actually the center of activity for the town. And maybe they had a large putting green or maybe they had lawn bowling or croquet or a nice place to eat uh, or walking trails intermingled with the golf course. And that's our idea for Muni. Sure, there's 141 acres there, and a large part of it is the 18-hole golf course. It's been there since 1924. But we want to introduce this space to people that don't play golf. They can come in and, and have a nice meal or enjoy the green space. It's the prettiest sunset in Austin, i got to tell you. Um, and learn golf if they want to. And, you know, golf can just be part of their recreational portfolio once they see the young kids that play out there and the mix of uh, there's every economic background people come from all over the city to lines 
Um, and, and what Ben and I love about Muni is the kids coming over there, they learn not just the game of golf. They learn manners. They learn honesty. They learn things that are going to carry them through their entire lives. And so we've got to preserve this, not just for our generation. Ben and I have been out there putting against each other on the putting green at Muni for 60 years. But we want to save it for future generation, our grandkids, our kids. And that's that's it really in a nutshell, Rob. We want everybody in Austin to enjoy this space. You know, and part of the history of Muni, and I remember, I believe it was um, your wonderful um, PR person, Suzanne Erickson, told me that um, Muni was the first, if I'm not mistaken, Muni was the first integrated public golf course in the South. Yeah, 1950, uh, we had caddies from over in Clarksville, uh, which was a predominantly African-American uh, community within Austin. And the, the young black kids worked over there at Muni and they watched, they watched people play golf and they wanted to play themselves so bad. One afternoon, uh, Alvin Props and uh, Freddie Carter, they went out on that golf course. Uh, they weren't supposed to. They went out one afternoon, um, late 1950, and started playing. The superintendent came out and said, said, fellas, you cannot be playing golf here. Let's go in, and I've got to call the mayor and see what he, what he wants to do about this. And they called Mayor Taylor Glass. He called another city council member, Emma Long, and said, what should we do? Should we let them play golf on the course? And they huddled together and they said, let them play. And so Lyons in 1950 was peacefully desegregated, which led to so many things in Austin. The library later became desegregated within a few years. But Lyons was the first golf course in the South by three years uh, to let African-American, they came from all over the state after 1950 to play golf at Lyons. And it's still part of the uh, black community, Asian community, Mexican-American community, and and those of us that have lived in Austin, the, the white community. I mean, it is a melting pot. Much like Austin is, and Austin has really become that. And, um, you know, you, you had talked about, you know, Ben, you had talked a lot about this, you know, making sure that we're preserving, you know, historic you know, historic spaces. You know, you all have been, you know, golfing at that course for quite some time. And, you know, talk a little bit about the importance of, you know, a growing city like Austin, you know, and it's, I'm sure it's changed a lot from when you were a child to today. Talk about the importance then, if you would like, of Austin in terms of preserving, a growing city preserving its historic spaces and why that's important. I think it's so vital uh, to our existence and our way of life and the way that we have a certain philosophy that uh, wonderful cities around the country preserve their spaces. And many, many times it's a, in a bustling community. Obviously, we have a very growing community that it, it's, <laughs> its ramifications are part and parcel of our everyday life. If you can circumvent the traffic in Austin, you're you're pretty seasoned that way. But, uh, you know, one thing, it's very, very simple to me. Whenever my car goes by Muni, I have a little a peaceful feeling about it. I look out and I watch people 
walking out there, uh, playing, but you can, it's what your vision takes in uh, and you, you look across a landscape and you don't look at domiciles and you don't look at buildings and you look at trees and you look at nature, but it's sprawling and it covers a space where, uh, let, let's just be honest, when you play golf, you're alone with nature. It was one of the great lines a long time ago that one of the architects, it was a very simple line. When you play golf, you're alone with nature. And you're right, you know, you play with your companions, but it's it's a soothing recreational feeling that keeps you coming back and gets into your being. I, I just thank God that uh, I started to play golf at a young age. It's meant everything to me. I watch people play it and I, I love playing with them. It's there's a nature about it too that there's some surprises every day on the links. You never know what's going to happen. You might see a stupendous shot uh, that you don't think that you're capable of, and then your opponent might uh, pull off a shot that jars you. But uh, it's part of the that's part of the fabric of the game. But the idea you're doing it together, and it's better when you're doing it in competition too. I play, we play grade school, junior high, and high school golf there. And uh, oh, yes, when I played at the University of Texas, we had matches there. Primarily, we played at Morris Williams Golf Course, but I, I, golf in Austin has been <laughs> a great part of my life. And it, it, when I started to travel, it made me learn about golf, what attracts people, and what other places have done to nurture their their places. So given me a whole opportunity that way. And then in my later years now, we're building golf courses, but you remember certain places that you, you visited. I, I think of uh, <laughs> the time when I was, uh, I think I was 10 years old and I made my first hole in one at Muni. <laughs> I was playing, playing with a friend of mine, a guy named William Cromwell who happens to be a great friend, who happens to be president of Austin Golf Club, a course that we built out west. But I was playing with William that day. And then oddly enough, I made one two days later on the 11th hole. Two in a week? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so you just don't forget things like that. But uh, so many memories. I mean, O'Henry Junior High was right across the fence from Muni. Also, the... Uh, Third hole was was a par five in those days, and you could cross Lake Austin Boulevard and go get a barbecue sandwich from a place called Dale Baker's Barbecue, and it was it was just great. It had sawdust on the floor, and it was just part of our it's part of our existence. So, but you just do not forget the people that you meet. You know, in my life, as you know, I met Harvey Penick when I was seven years old. And oddly enough, his brother was the pro at Muni for a good while. And so we met great characters that way. Obviously, Harvey meant my whole world as a confidant, apart from my father in teaching me golf. But he always viewed golf. and He wanted people to play golf. He said, I want people to get into the game and keep them there. Because it's a good game. Absolutely. It 
It is. And I love how you talked about, you know, and the funny thing is, oh, Henry's still across the street from the golf course to this day. So, I mean, it's still there. But I love how passionately you talk about it and how much it really is an important part of not only your upbringing, but really the upbringing of really generations of kids, regardless of their background. You know, I know Scotty had touched upon that as well. And I know that, you know, we're here to talk about, you know, the Imagine Muni Gala that's coming up. And Scotty, I'd love for you to feel this next question. Before we hop into Muni, into the Imagine Muni Gala, I want to talk a little bit about the two of you, because the two of you don't just support this organization. You both support, I've seen you both over the years at so many different types of nonprofit events throughout the years. And I'd love for, you know, for, for Scotty and then Ben um, to share how your active community involvement has helped get other folks within the Austin community to support Save Muni and the Imagine Muni Gala. Rob, you know, I think Ben and I both were very lucky to have a good set of parents that instilled values in us to give back to the community. I know Ben has been involved with several different uh, charities over the years. Um, I've been involved with uh, West Austin Youth Association. I coached there on and off for 30 years. I uh, was chairman of the Texas State Cemetery for 12 years. Uh, I'm head of the Austin High Alumni Association. And things like that, I mean, I've, I've moved on to Save Muni now and the effort through the Muni Conservancy. But Austin is such a great place with such a great history. We want to save uh, we, we feel vitally uh, that this is critical, uh, that we don't have another domain or another grove. Those, those developments have their place in Austin, believe me, but it's not, uh, it's, not it's, it's so important that this 141 acres not be full of office buildings and condominiums. And sure, it's owned by the University of Texas, but uh, they're in the process of getting eight different parcels approved for zoning uh, around the city, whether it's the old Cimitec side or Pickle East, Pickle West, the rest of the Brackenridge tract, which is 345 acres remaining. But we feel like this 141 acres needs to stay. And uh, you go out there in the afternoon, you mentioned the, the kids been at O'Henry, the O'Henry golf teams out there, the Austin High golf team. Uh, the private school golf teams. This is their home course for 10 different uh, boys and girls golf teams. And they're out there every afternoon along with the Austin Junior Golf Academy. And these are kids from all over the city, not just West Austin. So if you get me started, Rob, I'll, I'll go on forever. <laughs> but we just feel like it's important to give back to this town that's that's been our home for so many years and where we've raised kids and, and now grandkids. Absolutely. And Ben, I'd love for you to share your thoughts on, you know, how you're, you're being involved in the Austin community and you show up and support lots of things. Talk about how that's helped your support of others has helped other people support you and talk a little bit about that. Well, we, Scotty and I are longtime Austinites, especially from this area, but We've been attuned to community efforts in so many regards. Obviously, I've got three wonderful daughters who all grew up here and attended school, and we we made it a point to to be involved with them and their friends and their parents in whatever uh, 
organizations that they uh, support. It's so many, it's very philanthropic in so many ways. My wife and I have been involved in so many activities. There's so many I can count. But we like to think that Austin is very unique in that capacity to give back to the community. You see vital things that affect people on, on the daily life of, of, of a family. Kids of all ages, their activities, you want them to get involved and we want to support. And Scotty and I feel lucky that we've grown up here because, you know, let's just face it, I, I've we've traveled a lot, Scotty and I both, and I just feel blessed to be born and raised here in this community. And I, invariably, you'll compare it to other communities. Uh, and you'll say, well, I mean, this is this is a wonderful place to live. I wonder what the people are like. I wonder what they do. But I can't imagine. We have a multifaceted life here. Uh, I, and Scotty and I grew up, and we went to the University of Texas, too, which is a fantastic part of my life, our life, in that in front, not only for educational, but, you know, meeting people around the state who attended an iconic school that we're so proud of. Absolutely. And, you know, you talk about, um, you know, being around the state and, you know, I've, I've had the good fortune to go to, you know, the Imagine Muni Gala. And in all the years I've written stuff for Society Texas and Society Diaries in print, yours is the only first year event I have ever put in print. And it was really one of those lightning I've never really been in a first year thing where I'm like, oh my gosh, this is lightning in a bottle. And it really was that very first year. And Scotty, I would love for you to share, um, you know, how does, you know, talk a little bit about how an organization can really create such an impactful night, like the very first um, Save Muni, and it was only three years ago, it wasn't that long ago, but how, how, what do you recommend to another organization when they start their first gala, what should they do to really create maximum impact and really create just a magical experience for their guests? Well, I, I tell you, Rob, the first thing uh, for any organization is to have a strong board of directors. And we have put together uh, a group of not only community leaders, which you have to have in a nonprofit uh, to, to really get word out in the community, but you have to have worker bees. And you have to have people that really uh, know how to raise money in our case. And um, Noel Bridges has been a tremendous help to us. Lori Beveridge, uh, Tito's wife, um, this is her passion is to save Muni. And we sit in our boardroom and we come up with these ideas. And, uh, you know, Ben and I were lucky over the years. Uh, the Ben, Willie, and Daryl was a tremendous event uh, to benefit kids here in Austin for so many years. And we got to, and Ben's met musicians. I've met musicians with Ben all over the country. And we said, why not, why not see if these musicians have a passion to come into Austin, help us with our fundraiser. And Rob, like you say, first year, we've got Ray Benson and Jimmy Vaughn two local musicians who are the best in the world. Jimmy Vaughn's out with Eric Clapton these days, touring and Ray Benson and Asleep at the Wheel, they've been around for 50 years. And then we were able to get Eric Church to come in, Lucas Nelson, 
And that was just year one. Second year, we get Charlie Crockett and Jack Ingram and Lyle Lovett and, and then asleep at the wheels back again. And so uh, this year being the 100th anniversary is going to be very special as well. So uh, thanks for thanks for saying you enjoyed it. But I, I can't tell you how much fun we had putting it on. Well, absolutely. And what I love about your event, and I will say it probably... Uh, it's definitely in the top two or three of events I've ever been to in the state in that your organization, I have very few events where I have seen so many different segments of a community. There are people that support the arts that go to Imagine Community. There are people that support children's charities. There are people that support medical. And to really see kind of this cross-pollination of all these people that I would never really put into, you know, I would never imagine, pun intended, um, into a room and they're there and it just elevates and it really just created something where it's like, I just would have never expected these two people to be at the same event. And I think that's part of the mystique of what you all offer. I agree. I'm going to hand it off to Ben, but I want to say one thing. That was our point is to show the University of Texas uh, who owns the land and to show the city officials and to show members of the Texas legislature how how much of a cross-section of support we have for muni that it's not just about golf and golfers ben i think you'd agree i mean what rob said about the mix oh no no doubt no doubt and then and then when you put music into it what what i'd like to say too is those musicians who are not from around here are looking for an excuse to come to austin so you know we're able to attract many people from outside the area and they're fascinated by Austin. They have been here. They know what it's about and they think it's important too. They know they'll have a good time when they get here, but there's no question that from the university standpoint, the university owns the land. They are stewards of the land and, and uh, it's theirs. I think for a long time now, we've had a peaceful coexistence, uh, <laughs> but they know that, they know that there are serious people who want to save the course uh, in perpetuity. And hopefully that's the case. You know, Scotty and I grew up with, <laughs> we grew up with Coach Royal and we grew up with uh, a, lot of, a lot of the professors and uh, a lot of people that, that are on the Board of Regents and they know we're here and, and, it, and it's, we continue having talks with them. That's good. And, you know, I want to touch back on something that, you know, you both kind of alluded to earlier. And that is, you know, I love that you all combine sport and music because they're, it's interesting because they often share the same spaces, but you don't necessarily combine them together. Like, you know, you'll go to a stadium for a music concert and you'll go for a, you know, you'll also go for a golf event or a football game or whatever it is. How do you think, um, and it, either one of you feel free to answer this, but how do you think that combination of sport and music really helps elevate, you know, the experience that your donors have and it compels them to give more to your cause? Well, I certainly think it's entertainment, but it's something different. Uh, as Scotty mentioned it earlier, I mean, the, for many years, Coach Royal, whom we grew up with, we grew up with David Royal, the son. Coach Royal organized the, uh, this music venue ben willie and daryl uh willie nelson magnanimous great part of it and 
Well, Coach Royal, obviously, when Coach Royal appealed to his musician friends from all over the country, they would put down what they're doing and they would come in and play. And it was so much fun. I mean, these what ha what usually happened every night was that each artist had three songs to play. Three songs. And then they'd move away and then another artist would come up. It worked like a charm. It was so much fun. And uh, it was a big, it was a happening. It was very much a happening. So it's sort of in that genre. God, we've had some great people. Uh, I fell over when Eric Church came in here. I couldn't yeah. believe it. One of my favorites. Uh, but so many people have made this special and they look forward to it. So we're looking forward to this one. Absolutely. This is really special because this is 100, 100 years. So really special. Well, you got to go all out for that. So, you know, um, Scotty, I'll throw this next question to you. Talk a little bit about what guests can experience, just some general things they can experience at this year's Imagine Muni. Well, we always open it up with a with a, a nice gathering on the on the porch there at ACL Live, which I think is the uh, really the best acoustical venue uh, for large gatherings in Austin down at the W Hotel, and we we really have a mix of people that may not have seen each other for the last few months and it's it's springtime and it's a chance to get back together and so we gather for a while before the event starts then we go inside um, we start to celebrate lines with some messaging about the future of muni what we imagine the property will be once it's saved and then launch right into the right into the music so it's a it's a four hour night uh admittedly but people seem to they come out of there every year wanting more and uh, and it seems like it goes by very very quickly and by the way rob uh, imagine muni is really the launch of the 100th anniversary we'll have our 19th hole party that we have uh, down at the the old VA building there on uh, uh, by Austin High on Veterans Drive, we'll have over a thousand people on May the 9th come out to celebrate lines, and then the next day we have our Forever Green tournament, and then in October we're going to have a hundredth anniversary. I mean, can you imagine that piece of property if you take your take your head back to when Lake Austin Boulevard was a dirt road and exposition <laughs> exposition didn't even exist and there were model t's pulling up to a to a shack where you paid your green fee to go out and play this this game that a lot of people were just experiencing for the first time in 1924 um, austin country club was over where hancock is in 1899 but the first public course was lines municipal and it's still the busiest course today but it just it just kind of for us to kind of take our minds back to then and look at these old pictures. It's amazing, Rob. It really is. So it's a year long celebration. Absolutely. So um, thank you for sharing that. And I know we're, we're about out of time, but I want to give this, you know, give this um, give this final question to Ben. And Ben, that is, you know, what is one reason everyone should support Imagine Muni and Save Muni? I think, I hope that people will think that it's full of goodness for a lot of people. 
it has, I think of the personal aspects of a byproduct of what people have enjoyed there in the form of golf, but it's a precious asset to the city and one that's well worth preserving. Obviously, I'm biased, but I know that it has changed people's lives. It gives people a reason to exist. It's that strong, but it's a beautiful place, too. It is a beautiful place. And, you know, your passion, both of your passions, just for this space, and it's so important to Austin, really just came through in this entire conversation. And I cannot thank you both enough. So, Scotty, Ben, thank you so much for joining us today. Rob, You're I'll welcome. go out saying one more thing. This on our 100th anniversary, we have a list of 100 reasons to save Muni. It's not just one. We all have our own personal reasons, uh, but we've had people writing in, and you can't believe the reasons people want to save it. I mean, they're all over the board, whether it's a veteran that comes back and, and it's saved his life, whether it's the heritage oaks, whether it's the kids, whatever it is, Rob, I mean, it's hard. I mean, Ben had a great reason. I've got my own reason, but there's a hundred reasons on the hundredth anniversary. I love that. And, you know, people go and check that out on, you know, on their website where you can see those and you can see how you can support that. And if you don't live in Austin, find something that really means a lot to the community going back very many years. It has been a gathering place, help preserve the history and allow it to evolve into ways like Muni is evolve it for today, your, your city today. So with that, thank you both gentlemen so much for joining us. Thanks. For You're welcome. Um, thank you. And the Imagine Muni Gala benefiting the Muni Conservancy will be held on March 24th, 2024 at ACL Live in Austin, Texas. For more information, please visit themuniconservancy.org. And that will do it for this episode of Fun and Fundraising. I'm your host, Rob Giardinelli, reminding you to keep it fun Keep it interesting and your guests will have a great time. Have a great day, everyone, and take care.